Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of Straight Ballin', brought to you by The Unintentional. I am your host, Sam. I realize that I haven't done that. I listen to other podcasts, and I'm like, they introduce their, the name of the podcast and who the host is and all that stuff. I realize I don't do that. I take for granted that everyone knows who I am uh, and the name of everything. And maybe you do. Hopefully hopefully you do. I like, to, I like to think of this as like a little family, right? But this is Straight Ballin'. I'm your host. I'm, my name is Sam. Brought to you by The Unintentional. As always, we start with the Packers, right? I'm going to get right into it. Uh, as usual, I'm recording on a Friday night. The Badgers just got done, which we're going to get back in or get into it in a little bit. Uh, but as always, I uh, well, I like to recap the Packers game. This sums up. We've talked about this in the past. This sums up the Packers to me. I had said in the past that they're bland and it's just boring. The, the offense is just no. There's no creativity. I missed the first part of this conversation. The first the the comments that started this, I believe, but it was it was pregame. Um, Sunday night. And they were talking about the Chiefs and the Rams and their offense and things like that. And the guy finished with saying, basically, the Packers are like first grade math. And I was, and I, I heard him like, that's exactly, that is the most perfect statement for this offense. It is like first grade math. There's nothing to it. And that's what we're seeing. So, you know, it wasn't, it was, it wasn't a great game. It was a game they should have won, right? They could have won another, another road loss. Um, you know, I talk a lot, as you guys know, that coaching basketball, stuff like that, I've always preached to my kids about IQ, you know, and you have Williams make that stupid play on the punt return. And it, it happens all the time with some of these guys. They just can't get away from the ball. It's, it's not that difficult, right? If there's a punt that goes up and you're not going to return it, get the hell away from the ball. Why are you even in the vicinity of anything that can go wrong? I, I don't understand that. That is... That is such an IQ and such an understanding of the game. I do not understand how professional football players do that. And, and you know, there's basketball players that are stupid. I, I just, that blows my mind that that stuff continues to happen in professional sports with professional athletes. Uh, McCarthy, again, I mean, I, it's, I'm not, I've been tooting this for five, for five years. I, I've wanted him gone. I, I just, you know, the, the Super Bowl has, has got him so, cut him so much slack. And I was talking, I was actually out with uh, John last night. Uh, hopefully, Spread and Bread will be back soon. But uh, I, I, I was with John for a little bit. Um, it was good to see him. Uh, he's doing well. Uh, progress is being made as far as the health issues and stuff that's going on. And, and once we get John in here, once we get Spread and Bread back, well, obviously, we'll talk about everything. Hopefully, John's okay with that. I'm sure he will be. Uh, we'll, and we'll discuss everything that's that's been going on. Uh, but we were just talking about the Packers and things like that. And I... And this was mentioned on another program. I don't even know who it was, but someone said part of the fact that uh, part of the reason that McCarthy stuck around for so long is that the Packers do not have an owner. If there was an owner of this team watching what was happening, he would have been gone five years ago because the owner would have been able to see, wow, we've got one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, and this is what we're doing. But instead, we've got this unique, awesome, great ownership by the public and blah, blah, blah. And in reality, if we had an owner he would have been gone. And this franchise probably would be a lot more successful. And now you've got a GM that is not in control of coaching decision. So Murphy, who's the president, has to make this decision. So I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, clearly, the, the, all, the, all the signs are pointing that McCarthy is gone at the end of this year. Thank God. I hope it happens. Um, but this always tells me, and this, is, this doesn't go for McCarthy. It goes for any kind of sporting stuff, basketball, football, whatever, and any kind of, any kind of thoughts, is what do the people that hate your team like, what are your biggest, like, rivals, whatever? What do they think? 
So a lot of times I'll obviously talk, I, you know, went to Eau Claire for college. So I've, a lot of half my roommates were Viking fans and I still talk to them obviously a lot. And one of my roommates, Jason, who's a big Viking fan, talked to me. We were texting on, I think it must've been Monday or Tuesday and, and talking about that. And here's how you can really tell. And I know it's not an end all. It's not like all those fans are the smartest people in the world, but you know, we've got, we have our opinions and some insight and thoughts on what good or bad, you know, for teams. And those guys, the Viking fans are happy that McCarthy's sticking around there. They love it. They absolutely love it. So when there's something like that, when you when the Viking fans are like, yeah, this is great. I, you keep McCarthy as long as you want. To me, that tells you something. So I, I just think he needs to go. The Packers look like they're done for the year. Um, there's so much talk going on about Rodgers and if he's difficult and he doesn't get along with McCarthy and all that stuff. And he's he's got horrible numbers on the road. And one other thing I kind of wrote down was here is, you know, you can run, you can look, because there's people that stick up McCarthy and like, you can look at all the numbers you want. And you can always kind of, if you know what you're looking for in numbers, you can you can make the numbers look however you want. Uh, I say this in work a lot, and I and I and I say it for uh, voting for state basketball kids in Kimberly. There's a voting process for for kids. At some point, we need to be smarter than a spreadsheet. Like you just need to be smarter than what some of these numbers are. You need to dig deeper, right? You got to trust your eyes sometimes. And my eyes tell me that Mike McCarthy needs to go. And the sooner the better. I could I, I would be happy if it came tomorrow. I I, I would not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't give two shits if he was gone tomorrow. I think he's his time is up. I think he needs to go. And I think any young coach, coordinator, whatever would die to have this job. I think they're going to be able to get it. Any you know, any coach they want for the most part. That's you know, you're not going to get Reed because of Mahomes. You're not going to get McVay because of Goff. You know, you're not going to get the guys that have young quarterbacks. But you're going to, you're going to have the pick. You're going to have a, a, a large pool of uh, coaches to pick from for this job. And I just think the sooner you can do it, the better. Obviously, you're not going to get anyone midseason, but and he'll ride this season out. But anyways, Packers look off of McCarthy, in my opinion, is a huge reason why. We'll see how, how this plays out. They've got Arizona this weekend. Good Lord if they can't win that game. But I could see David Johnson absolutely, absolutely going off. So we're here, straight balling for one reason, right? It's about basketball. Badger game just got done. Uh, before I get into the game that just got done, NC State. So I... I'm hard on the Badgers, yes. You guys understand that, right? Like I, we, You can listen to this as the third episode. You can listen to the first two. You understand that I am, I'm tough on the Badgers. I don't like their style of play, right? Great win against NC State in the ACC Big Ten Challenge, right? This was the big uh, the big ACC Big Ten Challenge this week. So a lot of, a lot of I shouldn't say good games. There was, a, there, there was a few good games. I, didn't, I would have loved to catch them all. I couldn't because uh, high school basketball started this week as well. But uh, they, they, uh, they came back against NC State and they beat them. Here's the funny thing to me. And this is what I love about this game. So you go on, I believe it was ESPN I went on. This is the first headline that I see about the Badger game against NC State. Davison takes four charges, including game winner. If that doesn't sum up the Badgers, I don't know what does. That's seriously, Davison takes four charges, including game winner. That's the headline of the Badgers win. To me, that's I just I laughed. I shook my head. I'm like, God, oh, that's just that's perfect. That is so Badgers. Uh, but they got a win, a big win against NC State. They just beat Iowa, good at Iowa, which is a great win. I was ranked 14th. Uh, it's funny. I'm watching. I'm watching the game, and they put up the stat. There's probably like two or three minutes left, and they put up the stat, and it says, uh, I think the Badgers were five of 20 from three, and Iowa is six of 22. And at this time, I was thinking to myself, Oh my God, these guys are shooting like crap. 
Pritzel's missing wide open threes. Davis is missing wide open threes. I mean, can anyone not hit a three? It's not that hard of a shot. It's, it's not. It's not that deep of a shot. And they're not making anything. And then the stat comes up. I'm like, well, that makes well, that that seems pretty right. That's that makes sense. And then like a barrage, uh, Pritzel hits a big three, and then uh, the game gets close. Iowa cuts it again. Um, Trice comes down and hits a big a long three. They Iowa comes back down. They hit a long three, and it's just kind of. It was funny because they put up the stat and I'm like, that's bad shooting. And then all of a sudden there's just like three threes in a row went off. So, um, but Wisconsin, they, they pulled it out and it was a, it's a big win. It'll go a long way. Maybe. I don't know how good the big 10 is really. I mean, are they, is there Michigan looks good. I mean, they hammered North Carolina. They look good, but uh, it's the big 10, right? Games are going to be in the sixties and, and it'll be uh boring a lot of the time. And yes, I understand the ACC has Virginia and they're probably the boringest team in the country, but this is big 10 basketball, right? Hap, uh, someone made a comment. Uh, it was Titus, Ty, uh, Mark Titus. Uh, they do a podcast on the Ringer. Him and Tate Frazier. I think it was him. He said, "Will uh, Will Hap be the best college basketball player ever that never plays in the NBA?" So that's someone. People who are listening at Spread and Bread. I know this is straight balling, but you can tweet at Spread and Bread if you. That's that's a challenge. I don't because I can't. I have come up with no one. I have no idea. Who is the worst or the, who is the best college basketball player that has never played in the NBA? I mean, we've got a lot of good basketball, college basketball players that were that didn't do great in the NBA, but they played, right? I mean, like Christian Leitner was one of the best college basketball players ever. and But he played in the NBA for, I mean, a lot of years. He wasn't awful. I mean, he wasn't great, but he wasn't awful. So that's my challenge to you. Please, someone tell me. And, and then injury doesn't count, right? Like Greg Oden doesn't count, you know, Len Bias, who died, doesn't count. I just, I need to know who is, besides Hap, he might be it. He might be it. Who is the best college basketball player to never play in the NBA? That's what I want to know. Tweet at me, at Spread and Bread. That's your Badger, that's my Badger take. Uh, it is what it is. You're going to hear it all week, or all week. You're going to hear it all year from me, right? I'm going to I'm gonna criticize their, their crappy offensive schemes and how boring they are to watch. I was, I mean, I had it on tonight and I'm like, I'm gonna look for places to go for vacation in February. I was just I I don't I don't stay interested. But a team that I do stay interested in, I love these segues, right? Is Duke. Uh they had Indiana this week, Tuesday night, and they hammered them, which was expected because Duke lost to Gonzaga. They go back home. They're at Cameron Indoor. You knew they were gonna hammer Indiana. I think the spread was like fourteen, they won by like thirty, didn't they? I should probably check that before someone blasts me and says, Oh, you moron, you fan, you don't even know what your team won by. So I'm going to pull it up, but as I pull it up here, um, RJ Barrett, 22, nine and one took 18 shots. Zion was back to his old self, right? He, uh, he went 25, six and four, 11 of 15 shooting. Uh, they won by, uh, 21, 90 to 69, right? 21. Yeah. 21. So anyways, and, uh, Cam Reddish, 13, two and one, three of seven from threes. I'm officially worried about Cam Reddish. I, I am. I'm sorry to get drink my wine. Uh, I'm officially worried about him. Uh, he looks, you know, Trey Jones runs the offense. Zion gets whatever he wants, and Barrett does Barrett things. Everyone else is a role player: Jack White, uh, Bolden, Delaria, and you have Cam Reddish, who's this you know third ranked player in the country, and he just he looks out of sorts. And he forces some shots, and he makes some dumb fouls, and I don't know. I 
I'm worried. I'm officially worried. I know it's early. They've only played a few games, but I'm I'm a little worried. And I think over this next month, December's a is a month where you get a lot of easy games. And they've got uh let me bring it up right now. They've got tomorrow, they've got Stetson tomorrow night. They've got Hartford on Wednesday. Then they've got Yale on Saturday. Then they're off for 10 days and they got a Princeton and then they get a, a tough game. Uh, Texas Tech. All these games are at home. All these games should be 20 to 30 point victories, if not more. This is when you got to get Cam Reddish involved, right? You got to make a point. If you're Coach K, you've got to make a point to RJ and Designs and he, we, we got to get Cam going here because if we we get into January and Cam's playing like this, it's not good for that team. RJ and Zion can carry them to a lot of victories, but they're going to need Cam Reddish to do some things. They needed him. They need him to hit uh, not, uh, open shots. He's got to knock those things down. And right now, he just looks all out of sorts. So it's something, as I say, to keep an eye on. And it is definitely something that I'm going to keep an eye on. Because uh, I'm worried. I'm concerned. He does not look, he doesn't look great. So we'll see as the year goes on. They play tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow he goes, you know, six or seven from three and and all is well in, in uh, Coach K land and, and we move on. But I'm just, my thoughts right now from the year, how the year is going, I'm, I'm a little worried about Cam Reddish as a Duke fan. So maybe I can, maybe I was, maybe I, reverse jinxed him uh because i totally jinxed our next group of guys here so we go into the players that played wisconsin high school basketball last year that are now across the country and my man Keyshawn justice decided to lay just crap egg after crap egg after crap egg this week so he, they, he played three games since last recording the podcast and he was two for seven from three one for five from three and oh for four from three so clearly my uh, maybe he's listening and I and I he's he was nervous. He's nervous uh, about shooting. And he wanted to be uh, represent the pod real well. Uh, but Keyshawn Justice has not been playing well the last week. That is for sure. Uh, still getting his minutes. He's coming off the bench. He's getting plenty of minutes. Uh, obviously, he's he's been given the the uh, I don't want to say green light, but he's obviously has the opportunity to shoot and he is taking those shots. He's just clearly missing him right now. Um, all these four guys, I just I decided to put the three point percentage, and we'll get into them each as we go here. But for the year, he's thirteen to thirty eight, thirty four percent from three. Not awful, but I mean, if you're shooting thirty four percent, you know, in your four or five games in, you might not want to be shooting thirty eight threes. But you know, it'll probably turn around. The next guy, you wouldn't think that this guy, out of Justice Hero, Halliburton, McCabe, you wouldn't think that this person would have the lowest three point percentage, but he does, and that's Tyler Hero. So he's on the year 10 of 32, so 31% from three. He's taken the second most shots on the Kentucky team, and he's shooting 42%. And he's taken the most threes, which is clear. And now you're going to go, yeah, but he played so well against Monmouth. He was 16, 8, and 1. Yeah, okay. He wasn't. He did not look good again. I'm sorry. I, yeah, you guys, I get it. Yeah, I know. I'm fully aware. I'm, I'm not a Tyler Hero fan, okay? He's <laughs> chucks. He chucks. He chucks. And he's always going to chuck, and it's probably not going to change. I just think he needs to get a little bit better and a little more selective. Um, you know, because the thing is, too, is and they play up and down. They play up and down a lot, and it's not fun to watch a teammate when you just run up and down a court, and then all of a sudden you're running, and then he just comes and just bombs a three, and now you got to run back on defense because he took a bad shot. I get it. These guys probably understand that this is what Tyler Hero is going to do, but um, he's got nice moments. He's got nice passes. He's, he, he does show flashes, you know? But um, I, I, I'm just, I guess my expectations for him are a lot higher than, 
than they were for, for, for Justice going to Santa Clara and Halliburton, Iowa State, and McKay, West Virginia. I've, I had higher expectations for here, and he should have because he was ranked higher, higher than all of them. Uh, which brings us to Halliburton. As I sit here and talk about last week about how his two-handed shot is awful, why is he shooting threes? He goes out and shoots three for four from three, 35 minutes, puts up a 16, four and four. And he's the one that's shooting the, the uh, highest three-point percentage out of all these four guys. He's 10 of 25. So he's made the same amount of threes as Hero in seven less shots. He's shooting 40%. I don't get it. It's not going to keep up. There's no way in hell. Uh, I'm actually surprised he shot, he's shot in 25 threes, but um, keep an eye on that one as well. But Halliburton's looked good, and he's playing. He played the most minutes out of, out of everyone on the team, and that's, that's crazy as a freshman. That's not like a top, top, top freshman coming out. Um, so, but he looks good and he's, and he's, he's typically, he doesn't score that many points. He's not shooting as much, but, um, he's always got around five rebounds and around five assists and, um, he's obviously playing well. So, uh, last guy on the list, Jordan McCabe, rough, rough week, rough, uh, very, very, a very, very good high point in this week, but you know, some lows here. So he's averaging this two games this past week. He's played 18 minutes in both games. Scored one point in both games, but against Ryder, he had eight assists. I they don't they're not on TV. I didn't get to see it, but he had eight assists in eighteen minutes. That's crazy, and, that, and that's awesome. So I would have liked to seen highlights. I'd have liked to seen any kind of video of it. Again, at Spread and Bread, tweet at me. Let me know how it was. If anyone's got any video of it, uh, I'd like to see it because uh, eight assists is a ton for a game, and for eighteen minutes, it's crazy. On the flip side, the bad note of this is from three, he was 0 for 2 in each game, and he is 4 for 12 overall in the season for three. So not shooting a ton. Obviously, he's not getting a lot of minutes. So uh, you can't really expect more than that. But I'm going to keep track of these guys, obviously, all year. Each week, we're going to talk about these, as, as I've said. Um, this is not going away. We're going we're gonna to talk about Justice, Hero, Halliburton, and McCabe all year, each week, and how they're doing. Which brings us to the net ratings category that came out this week so if you don't know about this the uh the ncaa came up with this new rating system that um allows them to figure out it's a new formula allows them how to figure out who's going to make the tournament and who's not and it had ohio state number one and like kansas was in the teens and duke was like six and it's it'll it, we'll see how this plays out but it's ridiculous obviously i said this earlier in the pod at some point, we need to be smarter than a spreadsheet and a formula and all that stuff. You know, they've taken all these factors on the road and uh, strength of schedule and uh, quality of opponent and, and all that stuff. I don't know how we don't have a group of people that watch, like, essentially, I know you can't watch all the college basketball, but watch enough college basketball where you know who's better than others. You're always going to have hurt feelings, right? That's just, that's reality. People are going to be hurt. Teams are going to think they got screwed. But I'm sorry, but if you're screwing the 64th team in the country, get over it. I'm sorry. Don't be 64. Be 24, right? Um, but this net ratings thing was funny. People are just going nuts about it and and uh, how off it is. So it's only, you know, we're a week or two in, so it's taken a small sample size. We'll see how it goes. But again, let's be smarter than, I know the, I know the robots are going to, you know, rule the world and, and years to come, right? We're all going to be gone and um, and robots are going to control everything. That's 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 inevitable. Hey, go to Walmart, go to Target. Guess what? No one needs to do your checkout or bags for you anymore. You just do it yourself. We're all going away at some point and the robots are going to run this place. 
I truly believe that. I truly do believe that. So anyways, we'll figure it out at the end of the year uh, who's left standing and how bad it actually is. Obviously, every year people complain, and there's there are people that there are teams that get into the tournament that should not have gotten in, and they do for whatever reason, uh, and whatever formula they have, and however they decide that in their little room. But this is, I guess, what they do on this is they they eliminate the responsibility they have, right? They're like, well, it's a computer system. This is the this is the formula we plugged in, and this is what spit it out. So uh, that's the way it's going to be. So we'll see. People are going to complain no matter what. So that brings us to our dick move of the week. And you know what? I really actually didn't even get one this week. This week. I'm using uh, old material. I'm going to use um, material from Thanksgiving. So I've got three I, 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 three stories, I guess, came out of Thanksgiving last week, which, we, which I say qualify for the uh, dick move of the week. So first one, and I think I talked about this on the Spread and Bread podcast weeks and weeks and weeks ago, but uh, we're... Tanya and I are going on a little vacation to uh, to Florida to see my uh, my man Stevo um, next week, uh, just for a little little weekend getaway. And we were talking the talking to the family about it. And we're going Thursday to Sunday. My dad's like, "Well, you you, you need someone to get your mail. Is, is someone getting your mail?" And I just kind of looked at him like, "No, no one's going to get the mail." And he kind of looked at me like, "What are you going to do?" And I'm like, "Yeah, they're just going to put the mail in the mailbox." for um, Friday and Saturday because that's what the mail men do is they put mail in the mailbox even if there's mail already in the mailbox. And then he asked, what, what are you going to do with all the, all your boxes pile up in the front of your porch? <laughs> I get a lot of boxes for work. It's not going to pile up. It was it was funny. Um, the night started with um, my my father and my stepfather discussing basketball. And my stepfather... Terry, like he pays attention to a lot of high school basketball. He'll go watch random games because uh, he enjoys it. So he must have been, he was looking at, he was telling us how he's looking at an article about the top players in the area that are in the state um, and who to like look out for for the year or whatever. He's like, yeah, apparently number one, this, this kid was from, uh, from Watoma. And my dad's like, no, he's from Wapaka. And Terry's like, I just read it today. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's, uh, it's Watoma. And I'm just sitting here watching this. And in my mind, I'm like, this is great. And uh, my dad's like, it is, it's Wapaka. I know it's Wapaka. The kid's from Wapaka. And Mary, my dad's girlfriend, is, is from Wapaka. So I think that was kind of why he was on this Wapaka side, whatever. And so they're kind of going back and forth just a little bit, whatever. My dad stands up. He's like, I'll bet you whatever you want. It's Wapaka. Terry's like, yeah, I read it today. I'll bet you whatever. It's, it's, it's Watoma. And I'm like, guys, I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure it's Wapan. Sure enough, the player was from Wapan, was not from Watoma, and was not from Wapaka. That's how Thanksgiving started. And the way Thanksgiving ended is just a great comment, I thought, um, from my dad. We were talking about, I think, just phobias. We were talking about flying and uh, certain things, whatever. And we were talking about my dad. My dad needs a hip. He needs knee surgery. He could probably use hip surgery again. He needs surgeries. That's just the reality of it, okay? And he's like, I have a phobia. I don't like surgery. And I'm like, no shit. That's it's not a phobia. No one likes surgery. There's not people running around going, "Oh uh, yeah, I'd like some surgery. This is can I have some surgery this week? This is good." So, I thought it was funny. Uh, I I made a commitment to myself that day, that night, that I was gonna write down any comments that that made me laugh, and that was one of them. That he said, "I have a phobia. I don't like surgery." When in reality, I don't think anyone likes surgery. That's not a phobia. Um, 
you know, people like snakes. I don't like snakes. I have a, I have a fear of snakes. That would be a phobia, but I don't know anyone that's, that, uh, that ever likes having surgery. So maybe they're out there, but anyways, that's the dick move of the week. I wish I had more. I apologize, but I just don't have anything more on that. NBA kind of quiet. Uh, we're in that kind of, you know, the bucks have dropped a couple, uh, Durant went off for 51, LeBron's taking over games and he doesn't. I mean, it's, there's not a whole lot of news. Uh, that's going to do it for straight ball. And actually we're 25 minutes in. I thought it was actually going to be a, a lot less. I didn't, there was, you know, the, we had the, like I said, we had the big 10 ACC challenge. Marquette, I don't even think he even played. Uh, so I don't, I didn't have a lot of really games to go off. I'm excited for when, when conference play starts and it's kind of already started, you know, Badgers played Iowa tonight, but like when it's really in the thick of things in January, we're going to, we're going to have a lot of good, a lot better content. When hero starts playing some tough teams, we'll see how he does better content. Maybe he can prove me wrong. Uh, hopefully McCabe starts getting some more minutes. We'll see what Halliburton happens, what happens with Halliburton. Uh, if his minutes get cut when, uh, what's his name? Liggins comes back for, uh, for Iowa State and Justice, hopefully he stops chucking so much. And if he doesn't, then hopefully he makes the shots because right now it's not going well. So everyone enjoy the weekend. Uh, enjoy the college basketball. Anytime, anytime you turn, turn the TV on, there's college basketball of some sort on. So enjoy it. Kids who are listening, watch it, learn from it. You can learn a lot from it. Uh, you watched Iowa play a zone tonight. And you watched how Wisconsin handled playing against it. Kids, you can do that. They were, Iowa was pressing. You can watch how they handle it. So, Oh, almost forgot. If you are listening to this Saturday morning, um, GB, again, Jeff Norga gets his jersey retired. One o'clock game up at the rest center. So if you get a chance to listen to this and you're not doing anything, pack up the car, get up and watch uh, Norga get his jersey uh, retired. One o'clock, rest center at Green Bay. Have a wonderful weekend. I will be back next week uh probably a little bit earlier because uh like i said i'm going to be going to florida thursday to sunday so straight ball might be coming out on uh thursday morning i would guess so stay tuned everyone we'll see you later we straight ball